Hello guys, welcome to the podcast. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. I feel like it's been a minute since I gave you guys an episode on my life and how I've been currently and all of the shifts and changes that have been happening within my life. I know I've explained some of it within my recent podcast episode, but I feel like I haven't given you guys an episode where I actually sat down with y'all and just talked about what's been going on with me because so much has been shifting and changing. And I want to talk about it all and just bring you guys into my personal life. I feel like we're all best friends on this podcast by now and that each person who listens, we're all like best friends. And I feel so comfortable on here and letting you guys into my personal life. So these update episodes are my favorite. They're so fun. They're so lighthearted. And I absolutely love my update episodes. Also, appreciation. This podcast, y'all, is a year old. Yes, the anniversary just came up and Sacred Sharp Radio is officially a year old. I still remember when I first released my first episode. Oh, like I still remember when I released my first episode, honestly. And it feels like yesterday when I released my first episode, I had no idea that I would get this far. Of course, I had the intention, but I never actually thought that I would get this far. Every country is tuned in. I even went number one before. We have come so far just within a year and I'm just so proud of everyone on this podcast. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting me on my own personal journey. Thank you so much for listening to my truths and my deepest heart yearnings. Thank you so much for sharing your deepest heart yearnings with me. I just feel so in gratitude to be able to sit with you guys each and every single time I record and just talk about all of my life secrets and truths. I feel like this podcast is like my safe portal, my haven, a place that I come to to just speak of all of my wisdoms and everything I've witnessed and you guys always receive me. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Also, make sure that you guys are leaving them reviews. We slowed down on the reviews. Y'all were doing so good at first. I'm not sure what happened. Please, Spotify and Apple girls, please leave your reviews. Anytime you are listening or you're about to be done listening, do not forget to leave your review. It costs nothing. It's literally one second, five seconds, even if that. Please leave your reviews. I love to read them. I love to see them. I appreciate them all. I don't take them for granted. Please leave your reviews. So what is this chapter of my life? If I could describe the scenery of my life, how would that look like? I feel like my life right now would look like a room of glass windows and the light just cannot help but to come in even when I am trying to dim that light that light just always seem to come in I feel like my life looks like this room of glass windows and these glass windows are open and it's allowing the sun to just come into the room and I feel like oftentimes I've tried to stop the light from coming in, but that light just cannot help but to pour into this room. And what I mean by this is 
I've obtained so much freedom in my life up to now and I have created so much joy around the freedom that I've obtained, but also I have not been able to dismiss the sadness that comes from the things I had to sacrifice in order to get to the freedom that I have today. I am moved out of my mom's house, as you guys know. I am officially on my own, learning how to be self-sufficient, learning how to self-source, and all of those things have been beautiful things to witness on my path. However, the things that I had to sacrifice in order to get to where I am makes me very sad. I don't think I actually took time to express that to you guys. Lately, I have been moving through grief in which not being in contact with my mom and sort of cutting that that very important woman out of my life feels as if I cut a part of myself out. Even when we get back into contact, which I do, you know, strive for in this lifetime that eventually we get back in contact after we do our own individual work, it will never ever be the same because there was a period in which we just did not talk at all. And so I know even if we were to get back in contact, it would never ever be the same. And I had to grieve this version of me that that yearned for my mom. And as you guys also know, I just turned 20 recently leaving my teenagehood and also leaving my mother's home with such significant moments in my life in which um, I had to leave behind this aspect of me. I had to leave this girl behind. And majority of my teenagehood, I spent I spent that in grief. I spent that in sadness. I spent so much of my teenage years crying and crying because I was always rejected. And not having a mom, especially in this time of my life, has been so heart-wrenching in a way. Like, there'll be mornings in which I'll wake up and I'll just cry and allow myself to feel that, that pain However, my heart is still open. And that's the beautiful thing about this process. And the beautiful thing about my journey, and I think celibacy has helped me a lot with this and being learning no contact was learning how to be in pain without closing my heart. I can still have a open heart. I can still be full in receiving. And as I grieve this loss of a mother, I can still have an open heart and know that life is still opening up to me and life is still good. And that's why I said my life looks like this room of glass windows and the light just cannot help but to pour in. And even when I try to block that light, that light just always still pours in because even in the midst of me grieving my mother because I left her home, I still feel so much joy and so much pleasure and so much goodness from the decision that I've made to get out her home. If you guys, you know, keep up with me, you guys know that I did not have the best relationship with my mom. We were fighting all the time and it got to a point in which I understood that this was an abuse cycle this was a karmic cycle and 
no words, no anything that I did or she did was going to stop this karmic cycle unless someone completely removed themselves from the situation. One thing that I had got caught up in was anytime it was good, anytime we were on good terms, I would take that as, okay, we're good now. I guess I won't move out. I guess it's okay. And then it will go right back to arguing and this and that and this and that. And one day, something in my spirit just told me, I deserve better than this. This is not healthy. This is not right. This is not good. And I had realized how all of my relationships, my connections, even with men, always reflected the connection with my mother if you watch my divine mother podcast i've said my biggest heartbreak was not men it was my mother so my relationships that was toxic always reflected the relationship that i had with my mother and i knew if i want to start building healthy relationships in this lifetime if i want to start building good nourishing connections in this lifetime I have to cut the source that is teaching me all of these unhealthy ideals. It is not normal to be in a home in which it's always arguing, constant bickering, where rejection is normalized. It became so normal for me to just be rejected. And I had normalized my own rejection. And that's when I knew that it was time for me to leave because being a sovereign woman, being a woman so fully in her truth and her empowerment is so important to me. And within celibacy, I got so ground clear on what living a nourishing good life meant to me. And that means me living in my full empowerment. And when I was living with my mom, I just could not live in my full empowerment. And I knew that I would have to make this big decision of moving out no matter how my money is looking like, no matter their circumstances, no matter who it may hurt. I knew ultimately for my mental health, for my happiness, that was the right decision. And through celibacy, I was able to see how my mental health was more important than anything. And I will do anything for my mental health. And I became so, so, so ground clear in that. I will do anything for my mental health. And so as I was moving out and as I was making that decision, because a lot of women have asked me, you know, how did you move out? Because I want to move out. How did you do? How was your process? Moving out for me was such a hard, hard process. And I don't think I actually told you guys this. When I was moving out, I cried all of those weeks. I cried, I cried, I cried, I cried, I cried. Because although I told my mom I was moving out, she didn't actually believe I was moving out because I had said that so many times. So she thought it was like the, okay, it's her, the usual thing Allison says. But I was so for real that time. And she didn't know I was packing up my stuff. She didn't know that all of my, my walls was clean. I was taking all the paintings off of my wall. I was vacuuming every day. I was folding clothes, packing them. And she had no clue. And I cried because I felt, I felt as if I was betraying my family. And also, too, I have a six-year-old sister. So 
I felt like I was betraying just everyone. I felt like I was leaving behind my six-year-old sister. I was making a decision that was so selfish and so in vain. How dare I leave this home that my parents have given to me? And I'm not telling them my moves, but I just, there was this voice inside of me that just kept leading me, telling me, pack your stuff, pack your stuff. And I was packing my stuff before I even got the apartment. So I had already set my intention on moving out and so I was packing up my stuff and that's when I began to look for apartments and mind you guys I didn't really have my dad was building my credit but I didn't actually have my own credit so I didn't have any credit I don't have a car and at the time I didn't have a job I did have really good savings so if you don't have credit it don't have a car Showing your savings can be a really, really good way to getting approved. And that's how I got approved was showing my savings and they immediately approved me. So I'm very, very glad that I had my savings to help me out. I Again, I had no credit, no car. I didn't even have a job at the time. So it is very possible to get approved for your apartment, even with the odds seemingly being against you. So I got approved and I had texted my parents and they were very disapproving of the, of the decision they were like oh this is dumb you shouldn't do this da, 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 da. however I was still so headstrong on my decision and I knew that although I am so scared I am so fearful even me myself don't want to do this because I'm so scared this leap of faith I knew that deep down in order to break this karmic cycle between me and my mom, that was my only decision. So if you are in an abusive household and you are raised with abusive parents, you can relate to that a lot where there's decisions that can scare the hell out of you. But if that if that's the decision that I have to make in order to free myself, I'm going to do it. And so I showed them they disapproved of me. And honestly, I wasn't surprised because, again, rejection towards me in my house at the time was so normalized that it was kind of like, you know what, I understand. I kind of already saw this coming. And that's when I ended up just moving forward my decision. So the last day me and my mom spoke, we had said some really mean things to each other because she was very upset about me leaving the house. I was very sure about my decision. She said some extremely mean things. And I also said some mean things. And when I was actually taking my, my bag to the Uber, we didn't say anything. She had walked past me. And we just left it there. We haven't spoken ever since. We have not said a word to each other. And I remember how grieving and sad that experience was of me leaving the home that I've been in for almost half of my life and leaving it feeling so unwelcome it was like a cold leaving a leaving of I kind of already knew that this would be my leaving of this home seeing my other siblings like my brother when he left off to go live with my dad for college um they was so happy about it and so welcoming of him leaving you know praising him but I just remember how cold like 
my leaving was and when we walked past each other we said absolutely nothing we just walked past each other and that was a very very grieving feeling and so that's not in the moving out got settled into my apartment and as soon as I got into my apartment I knew that this was my home I knew that I knew that, that right here is where I want to be and I'm so glad I made the decision Although at the time I was so fearful, I was so scared. And honestly, if you're thinking about moving out, those feelings are so normal. It is so normal to be scared and fearful and so anxious. Again, I cried and I cried and I cried. Also because I was just so, so terribly scared. However, when it comes down to me combating fear, I like to know that if I'm going to do something, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it crying. I'm, I'm going to do it scared. I'm going to do it nervous. I'm going to do it anxious. I come to fear from this non-resistance standpoint. So even if I'm scared, I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to push through it. And that's how I come back fear. And honestly, my willpower and my strength is something so commendable. I think that I have beautiful willpower. And that's the thing that has always saved me throughout my life is my willpower, is my drive to live a nourishing life, to go towards the life that I always desired for myself. And Living a life in which I'm not consistently in survival mode, I'm not consistently in my fight or flight is ideal for me. And I think that any woman who is living in survival mode or fight or flight with her parents, I am praying that you eventually find a safe place, a safe haven because you deserve that. And ever since I made my decision to move out, my nervous system is so regulated. My nervous system, my anxiety has calmed down so much. Although there's days in which I catch myself and I'm crying because there are days when I miss my mother I feel so regulated. It feels so good to go in the kitchen and make a mess and not have to worry about this person yelling at me or that person yelling at me. It feels so good to be able to leave the house whenever I want to with no explanation. Being on your own and being independent, adulthood is not scary once you're actually out there. And that's one thing that I want to address that I think is so important that women learn. The story that we're always told on adulthood is how scary it is, how adulthood is something to fear, how adulthood is something to be, to curse. When adulthood is so divinely beautiful and it's that story that keeps us dependent, is that story that keeps us in this chain of not being sovereign. And all, and obviously they tell that story because they don't want women going out there to source out their own freedom. But adulthood and speaking from experience, you know, living in it right now, I absolutely love it. Of course, paying bills gets annoying. <laughs> Keep it real. However, the freedom, the liberty, the being able to create your own rules at your own time, all of these things are so beautiful. Being able to experience the world for yourself is so beautiful. And when I was living with my mom, I knew that it would be soon in which I would deeply yearn to see the world for myself and to experience the world for myself and to be young with this opportunity 
I just feel so lucky and blessed to be young with this opportunity. So someone asked me, well, Allison, you know, how did you move out? You know, how do you have any roommates? Yes, I do have roommates. And I actually encourage when you are first moving out to get roommates because I feel like as women, that is that makes the process so much easier. And I think it's very important, you know, for your first time ever experiencing the world, I think it's so beautiful to have other women roommates who are also in the same realm as you also doing that because then you guys can share your stories, advice, wisdoms. I think that's such a beautiful thing. I do have women roommates that I room with. Now we have our own separate room and our own separate bathroom, but all in all, we are in the same apartment together. And I absolutely love it because when I first moved in, I didn't even have to spend that much money because the apartment was already furnished. All we had to do was just bring our own things. And plus, my roommates already had their stuff. So pots, pans, detergent. Of course, I had things too. Paper towels, tissue, spatulas, spoons, plates they already brought these things with them so we all share that and that just makes the process so much easier less expensive rather than getting something by yourself for the very first time and you're having to dish out all of this money of course is your preference because some people don't like roommates but I definitely encourage when you are first first moving out to just get roommates and then once you get the taste of that then get into your own place, especially in this economy. Rent is so high for a studio or a one-bedroom apartment. So if you can get you an apartment where you can share that and um get less on rent, please, 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 please do it. Because saving money is is better than trying to look luxurious, trying to look a certain way. If you can save money, especially in this economy, please do it. And so that's why I love having roommates. We all are so communicative on our boundaries. We even had a night in which we just sat down and just said, okay, hey, these are our boundaries. And do anyone have any questions? We have a group chat in which we speak all of our boundaries, where we speak, you know, casually. So I'm cool with all of my roommates. I absolutely adore them. They're such sweet girls. And I think that, honestly, I got pretty lucky with this apartment, honestly. But when it comes down to moving out, you know when it's time. And that has to be a decision that you're so ground clear on that once you make the decision, you make the decision. You're ground clear on it. This year, I truly learned the essence behind making embodied decisions and being confident within them. I feel myself nowadays feeling so confident and at ease with making decisions. I love my decisions, whether big or small. I love my own space. I love my independency. I love operating on my time and doing things my way when I want. And I love the fact that I'm in the city so young at 20 because the thing about it is you're never alone in the city and you always have help because there's so many people to meet so many places to explore and I feel like this is this is how I deserve to spend my young years. There's always something to do in the downtown area of the city. And being so young, this is where I need to spend my youth doing. 
socializing, meeting new people, exploring new places, learning how to be self-sufficient, learning how to self-source, learning all of these tools because it's these tools that really lays the foundation of how your life is going to look years from now. And I know for sure because home has been so clear to me and just thinking about what do I want my home to look like? And I know for sure it's not the city. Like I feel like this is where I spend my 20s, my early 20s, but settling down and actually becoming older and getting married and having children, I want to go to the countryside. I want to raise farm animals. I want to have a beautiful home with beautiful trees wrapped around my home. I want to have like this very cozy, warm home in the middle of nowhere where yeah I have neighbors and I can visit my neighbors from time to time but it's just in an area where it's so peaceful so quiet you wake up and you hear the birds so clearly you wake up and you just feel so light-hearted meals are cooked and me and my husband are just enjoying each other with our children and that's what I want my home to be and because I came from a home that wasn't so warm and cozy Having that kind of home and creating that wherever I go is so important to me. Having that home is just so deep into my soul. So when I go to a new place, trying to create that is just so important to me. And one of the ways that I create that is by really learning how I can be myself in every single space. I don't have to make myself smaller or make myself bigger to show that I exist. I can be where I am and be who I am in any moment in time. And that is just so important to me. And I feel like when I'm 20 years old, I need to spend my time doing things like this, where I am navigating all of these questions, navigating the world and spending these years just simply navigating, not putting so much attachment to this or that, to this or that. Also, if you hear anything, that's my roommate coming in and out her room. But I don't want to spend my 20s heavily attached to anything. I want to spend my 20s, just my early 20s especially, just exploring and navigating and just asking questions and getting answers to them. And I also find it important that I spend my 20s learning financial literacy, learning how to build credit, learning how to apply insurance. We spend so much in this day and time talking to the youth about relationships, but we don't have enough people talking to the youth about building credit, financial literacy, how to be self-sufficient. So many of us are so dependent still at these ages, and it's because there's less classes teaching young adults on how to be self-sufficient in the in the adult world and I knew with me living with my mom I wasn't going to learn how to be self-sufficient so if I wanted to learn self-sufficiency and sovereignty and independence I knew that just had to take me leaving her house and forcing myself to learn I now know how to budget 
I now know how to manage my money. I know when to spend, when to save. I know how to grocery shop. I know how to coupon. I know how to do all of these things now because I literally forced myself to learn them by moving out of my mom's house. And I feel like it's so important that young people know how to do these things. I read an article once saying how gen majority of Gen Z will never be homeowners. And I question and was like you know why and I had learned it's because there's less classes teaching us on how to be financial literate you know a lot of young adults don't know how to do the basic stuff in finances and they don't know how this economy work and this is why when it comes down to owning homes and getting their own place they're saying Gen Z won't be able to do it because they're not teaching us. Parents are no longer sitting their children down, <clears throat> excuse me, and they're not teaching their children on how to be self-sufficient. They're just telling them, oh, you can stay in this house for as long as you can, or you can do this and you can do that. They're not teaching them on how to be truly independent. Whereas in our parents' day and even our grandparents' day, there was classes teaching them how to be self-sufficient. I don't even I know nowadays there's not even driving classes. I know in my high school and I was in high school, they didn't even have really driving classes. They didn't really they didn't really teach us that. But I do know for sure my mom and my grandmother's generation, they taught them how to drive. They had classes on how to be become an adult. They had classes on so many things that we just do not hold in this generation. So when it comes down to sovereignty and independence, I just cannot blame Gen Z for not knowing how to do that because nobody is teaching us and nobody is really sitting us down. And the only way that I knew I was going to learn these things was if I forced myself out of the house and learned these things for myself. And I have become very successful at it. I'm doing so great. I pay my rent on time. I have my big girl job. I am just doing so well for myself. And I am so, so proud of myself because I was so scared. And to see myself thriving out here in this adult world, that just makes me so incredibly glad. I am now building my credit. I am now doing so many things for myself. I'm learning the essence behind, okay, how to cue coupon because although I know some stuff, I'm still learning how to really, really coupon. So when I go out here, I can be saving tons of money when I grocery shop because groceries nowadays are so expensive and I am not blind to that. Groceries are so expensive. So couponing and doing as much as I can to save is just so important. And when you get out there into the adult world, it's not that scary. It's really responsibility and learning how to be disciplined. Discipline is one of the biggest things out here in the adult world. And also, I want to mention a lot of people always ask me about my safety, especially with me being a solo woman out here in this world. My safety is a very important factor. And I want to mention that, especially with women who tune in to me who are also looking to solo travel and go out there in the world by themselves. Please, please, please look into your safety. One thing that I did was before I even got my apartment, I looked at the neighborhood that I was going to live in, the crime rate, what are, what are the crimes that are popular in this area. I need to know everything. I have pepper spray. My dad just bought me 
um, this little stun gun that he's going to be sending me very soon. I did get back in contact with my dad because he did call me and was like, you know, I know at first I was upset with you, but actually... I am very, very proud of you. And the only reason I said that was because the decision felt so fast and it felt like just before you knew it, you was out the house. But actually, when you got settled in and seeing you, I'm so proud of you and I'm so proud of your courage. So we did get back in contact. I'm in contact with my little sister and also my grandmother and my auntie. They have been keeping in contact with me and I have been keeping contact with them. So I'm not completely just turned off from my family. I have been trying to do my best at keeping contact even with the distance. But back to what I was saying, my dad had bought me this stun gun that he's going to be sending me very soon that I really appreciate. And I have been looking into getting some more self-protection weapons. It's so important as women when you go out here in this world and frolicking, you're exploring of course, don't let the fear consume you and stop you from living your best life, but don't be so blind to it. There are there is human trafficking out there, especially with me being a young black girl. I have to keep that in mind and especially with human trafficking being very popular amongst um women who are the minority, you have to be very, very careful and just always check your surroundings from the outside, frolicking and exploring the city. I know my Instagram posts, I kind of look like I'm just exploring and blah, 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 but trust and believe I am looking as I am exploring. I am always checking my surroundings. I am always looking for nearby police stations and Fire in fire stations, that's a good one. When you go to your neighborhood, look at the nearby police stations and fire stations. Keep that in mind and always have your people you live with roommates have their contact so if something happens or if you're not coming back home that day let them know so they can keep a track of where you're at and I think that is just so important to have with you especially with us being women you have to have these safety nets I when I go out if I'm going out of town I'm gonna let someone know either my dad I'm in contact with him not with my mom but for sure my dad let someone know where you're at of course we're going to work or whatever they don't have to really know but when you're traveling and actually going out there into the world let someone know who you trust because anything can happen and just having that trusted source can help you a lot and especially when you're walking alone at night something that I don't do especially with everything happening around the world at night I do not walk alone I tend to have a curfew for myself and I find that so funny because usually when we live with parents we're like when I move out I'm gonna go out when I want to but actually it was when I moved out and I had learned why parents put a curfew on their children and I wholeheartedly get it now even with me being on my own and being able to do whatever I want I have a curfew on myself and have that time where I just do not leave the house and for me that's around eight to nine after that I'm just not leaving my house and honestly seven by seven I'm, I'm in the house I'm like okay I'm done for today because it gets dark around seven a little bit so I have a curfew for myself and I try not to leave past that curfew unless I truly, really, really, really have to. But nine times 10, I don't have to leave my house past that time. So I just stay in the home. I don't even go like my apartment had these these anonymity. I can't say it y'all. And it's so pretty. They have a gym, a spa. They have a 
a rooftop balcony and even I don't leave my apartment to go there because there's this guy at my apartment and he's kind of a weirdo and he tends to follow me when he sees me so I just stay in my apartment past a certain time and during the daytime that's when I've I, of course, go out and explore and do my fun activities, but I make sure to come back home and I make sure to know that I'm safe when I'm coming back home, looking around, seeing if no one's following me because there's other women living with me. So I have to keep in mind that my protection is their protection. And if I'm in danger, I could be possibly putting them in danger. So when you live with people, please understand that your safety is the people that you live with safety and please as women stock up on weapons whether that is getting a gun if you thought like that that's what you need to do a taser pepper spray a stun gun do what you have to do to keep yourself safe because in this day and time it can be a little bit scary however don't let the fear of this day and time stop you from living your most <clears throat> excuse me, your most joyful life, because although you can keep awareness, you can still live a good, fun life. And that's one thing that I always do. I am very aware. I am very, very looking around me. However, I don't let that stop me from living the life that I want to live. And that is just very important. My grandmother has been so worried about my safety. She literally calls me every single day. Like, are you okay? Do you need anything? Then he come down there to give you this. Give you... I'm like, grandma, I am okay. So I have been trying to tell her I am a-okay because she knows the city that I live in. And she's like living downtown town that can be dangerous and I'm like I am a-okay so trust and believe I am very very well kept on my safety but all in all I love living in my I love living downtown at 20 years old I think it I think that is so healthy for me it feels like this sitcom like I'm living in the sitcom I just love it so much and I just think that socializing having something to do on weekends, the streets is filled with music and the city is so lively. There's antique stores, there's cafes, there's people from every corner to meet, there's stores, pretty stores, there's thrift shops, there's little vegan stores, so many restaurants. There is just so much down here and I just feel so glad to know that this is literally all that I can explore and all that I can, you know, just navigate through. It feels amazing to know when I wake up, there's like, mm, I just go outside and just find a roll of activities to do. There is painting stores where you, where you can go and do like little fun activities. There's bikes and scooters. So because I don't have my own car, I can always take a scooter, a bike to where I need to go. Or to be honest, a lot of everything around here is like in within a walking distance. Even my job is within a walking distance. So I just have such a good time with navigating the city. I put my headphones on and I walk to where I need to go. If it's too far, I can just get like an Uber. Or if it's like not too far, but it is too far, I can just take a scooter. So transportation wise, I've been doing so well in and surprisingly transportation is not that expensive there's even buses so you're never really just bad off within the city and I feel like when it comes down to 
I don't have any transportation, but I want to move out, live downtown because transportation is going to always, always be there. You can take buses. I know for people living in New York, there are subways. So honestly, if you want to move out and you don't have any transportation, live downtown, live directly in the city, especially because there's so many job opportunities. So even finding a job won't be that hard and you can literally just walk there. So that's where I've been and I have been so happy about everything. And I'm just so, so proud and so glad about this decision. And I just feel as if that is the best thing I can do for myself to protect my youth. And I'm going to make a podcast about this where I talk about protecting my youth and what it means to not live life on pause. The essence of living of not living life on pause is saying my youth is mine and I only have this one time to be this young and carefree and while I'm young I'm going to spend my youth filling my days up with life-giving activities with life-giving rituals because I don't want to be older and then look back and be like you know what I should have made that decision dog I should have did this I should have did that I'm gonna do everything in my 20s so when I get older I can have these multitude of stories to tell in these multitude of wisdoms and I talk to a lot of older people and their main regret is saying, you know, I wish when I was younger, I would have done this. I would have did this. And this is inspiring a podcast episode I'm going to release very soon talking about it because it's needed. And I think in this day and time with us having phones, we spend so much of our time and our youth on phones, electronics, TVs, and we have lost the essence and the touch behind fully living your early youth. You know, we only get to be young one time. And this period of my life is really about sovereignty and freedom. And someone had told me, you know, why don't you talk about relationships as much as you did? And the reason being is because I have realize I don't want to spend time teaching young women about relationships when there's so much to talk about. And right now I'm in the chapter of freedom and self-sourcing and so many women need to know how to do that. I talked about relationships enough, I feel like, and I want to spend the majority of this year talking about my own personal sovereignty rather than relationships and, and husband and wife and marriage. I've talked about that. However, I'm in a new season of my life. And with me being a new season of my life, there will be new changes, new things, new things to talk about. And I want my work and my platform to be about transformation and embracing each season that I go through and that you guys go through. And that's one thing that as an influencer and as a content creator, I've been learning is keeping the content fresh and knowing how to how to have authenticity within your work and being genuine within your work is knowing how to change the content when you're changing within yourself. I'm not going to sit here and talk about celibacy all day when I'm not a celibate woman. Of course, I will still talk about it because I experienced it, but I'm not going to talk about it as much because I'm not even a celibate woman. And keeping the genuineness in my content is learning how to, okay, I'm changing so much within. There are so many shifts happening in my life. And because of that, my content and my work online 
line is going to shift as well. So that's why you've been noticing my content look a little bit different because I have just been experiencing so much change. And with that, I want my work to follow. Something else that has been coming up for me is the honesty surrounding the life I want to live and how I want my overall life to look like. As you guys know, I read the book Women Who Run the Wolves and that book completely changed and transformed my life and transformed my outlook on life and how I see things. And now I'm reading her other, her other book called Unite the Strong Woman and it's talking about Divine Mother and Holy Mother and what she does for the world and what she does for her people. And this book is also changing my life and it talks about the beauty she brings into her people's lives and that leads me with the question what is the beauty I want to leave within my life what is the beauty I want to create in my life there is so much nature in the city that I live in and as you guys know living in the city can become exhausting sometimes so what I like to do I like to spend time in the city of course but I love to balance that out with getting nature and returning home every single time because being in the city can just become so chaotic you're always around people there's always music playing it's such a lively city and sometimes with me being an introvert I have to escape in my my womb I have to escape in this in this part of myself that is just quiet and nature is the place where I can just find refuge so when I'm in nature there's streams there's waterfalls and I'll cleanse myself in these waterfalls in these streams <clears throat> If you guys are following my Instagram, you already know I have been going to lots of streams and surrounding myself by water lately. And this because I feel so in touch with my emotions nowadays and I feel so in touch with my body, with myself, with I can hear myself so clearly nowadays. I can tune into the earth nowadays. I can tune into God, my angels, Holy Mother. And it is so beautiful. And that's why I've been so attracted to water nowadays. However, with me being attracted to water and having all these beautiful experiences with myself, I realize how much I yearn for connection with women. How much I want sisterhood and how much I want friendship with women who are like-minded and who also take part in activities that I do. I want to experience this world alongside women and my focus nowadays has been finding sisterhood, finding like-minded women within my community who want to go out in nature, sing prayers, worship, pray, pull tarot cards, go to cafes, cute shops. I want women friends like that so bad. And because I'm now in a lively city, I have this time to find those companionships. And sometimes it feels like it's hard. Like who wants to do these things with me? Am I the only person in the city that enjoys these activities? And I'm learning like, no, there is someone here, even if it's just one person who also does these activities. There's this spiritual start, this spiritual store around the corner from my apartment and in this spiritual store there's like a meditation room that is held every Saturday where a woman comes in and she does sound bowl healing and meditation work she gives tea and I've met this guy who was also very spiritual we had a very beautiful conversation and I've realized all of the work I've done when I first started this podcast last year 
all of the work I've done led me to this place where it's easier to find like-minded people. It's easier to find like-minded places. It's easier to explore and navigate. I've broke my celibacy for that same reason because I've realized, wow, I have done so much work and I feel like it is time for me to indulge in the pleasure side and indulge in all of my fruits. The common notion when a woman breaks celibacy is she's supposed to immediately regret it but who stands up for the women who don't regret it and I've realized how much I love my decision I am currently having sets and I enjoy my sets I love it so much and I've realized I'm allowed to take part in pleasure and the reason why women do not enjoy their celibacy is because we've made it a performance we've made it this competition on who's more holy and who's more saint when celibacy was never about that it's a real authentic true journey about the soul and Women should be allowed to step in and out of that when she feels ready. It's a transition period. And I've made that clear on this podcast that my celibacy was never lifelong. And I want to eventually start going out there in the world again and exploring and enjoying myself. And I have been doing that with my partner. We are long distance, so we don't see each other as much. But when he comes around, we always have such a good time. I enjoy his company. He enjoy my company. And I really enjoy romance. That's another realization I've had. I love love romance and I do want to get to a point in my life where my life is just romance where I get to spend every single morning with my loved one I get to spend slow mornings with my husband I yearn for romance and I love pleasure and maybe it's just the Taurus Lilith in me the Taurus in me because I, I do have lots of Taurus within my chart I love pleasure I love to live good I love to live a life that is nourishing and safe. I love security, but not in a way that feels limiting. And that was also another realization I've had where I've learned I want to be secure in my life, but I don't want to be tied down so early, especially right now. I'm 20 years old and I do not want to put myself towards these heavy commitments, these heavy attachments. I want to experience I want to experience people, I want to experience the world, and I want this to be a thing where I am creating this outlook on how the world is, because that's really what it is. It's me forming my own opinion on the world, and I thought I had knew so much when I was living with my mom, and it was actually when I had stepped outside of her house, when I realized I don't know who... <laughs> anything really I only know two percent of what's really out there and I really got humbled because I had realized wow the things that I know the wisdoms that I know everything that I've come to know is only two percent and there's still so much that I'm navigating within myself there's still so much that I am learning within myself and I didn't truly know how big that was until I got got out here on my own and I had realized 
there is so much to see and explore and there's so many aspects of me that I have yet to uncover and I want to uncover all of those things. I still want the countryside home. I still want the beautiful children. I still want the beautiful husband. I still want the slow mornings. I still want all of these things, but there's still so much that I am wanting in my early 20s and that is freedom freedom especially in my early early 20s is freedom I don't want to be attached I don't want to be heavenly committed I just want to see what's here and I want to see what's available for me and I feel like this is what I don't know this is how I how I am creating my joy and my own sense of joy and I feel emotional thinking about it because my ancestors didn't have the chance to do that. My ancestors at a young age had gotten married, um, had to, you know, birth children, feed homes. And I realized in my family, a lot of women did not get to spend their youth doing what I've done. I'm like the first person who has ever spent my youth like this. I'm not in college. I am literally out here in this world just doing my own thing. And I'm probably the first woman in my family that has ever made a big step like this. And it makes me emotional because I realize how many women wish they have done this within my family and they never got to because they were forced to go to college. They were forced into marriage or they had to birth children. And they never had a period of time where they just could sit with themselves and learn all of their unique beauty, all of their unique characteristics, all of their, you know, their, their unique aspects of themselves. They had to go into something that they probably didn't want. And so by me doing this work where I'm giving myself the time and space to just explore Alice and Nicole Sharp. That is freeing my ancestors who did not get to do those things. And it makes me so emotional. And I also come to realize before I get into a very heavy committed relationship, I want to know all there is to Allison. I want to know Allison's depths. I want to know how far I can go. I want to know how far I can't go. And I think I've been doing a great job at learning all these things to me. So when I get into marriage, when I get into partnership, I know all of my edges. I know, and of course, when you're in partnership, he's gonna he's gonna help you reveal other parts of yourself. So you're not gonna know 100%. But for right now, I want to tie myself down only to me. I want to give myself all of my time and energy. So it's kind of like celibacy 2.0, but without this, without the not having sex. Like I'm having sex, but you get the whole gist of it. <laughs> like the celibacy 2.0. I don't know. But um, that's where I've been in my life. And it feels like this room that's filled with glass windows, but the light is pouring in. And it's a very emotional experience. Nowadays, I feel my angels. I feel God. I feel my mother so close around me. My prayers are being answered just like that. I can say a prayer and it's just answered. I did a spell the other day in which I got a bowl and I put some rose oil in there, chamomile and lavender. And I spoke a prayer over, over it because there's so many women going through heartbreaks right now. And there's so many women whose hearts are hurting and there's so much grief nowadays. And I feel like the world needs love. And so 
I did like a little love spell for myself and the world and you guys who listen to me and I sent it out to Divine Mother. I poured it into like the stream of water and I just said my prayers because I feel like so many hearts are heavy nowadays and even with me living living by myself, there's still some heaviness on my heart concerning not being in contact with my mom. And I just had realized, hmm, I feel like a lot of people need some love nowadays. Like we need more love. We need more light. We need just more comfort and warmth. And that's how I envision home to be love, warmth, and comfort, a home in which I can always return to. And that's where I've been in my life, where I've been always, always returning, where I'm becoming so clear on what I want. I have been so joyful in my life, but also sad. I don't know, it's a very weird feeling where I'm happy, but then I'm sad, but then I'm sad, but then I'm happy. It's like a very beautiful mixture of both, but my heart stays open throughout it all. And I'm so open to receiving whatever this world has to offer me. My sets that I've been having has been so, so good. And the intimacy I've been having with my partner has been so, has been feeling so good to just explore. There's mornings in which I'll just kiss him all over his face with morning breath. I find the, I find the best kind of intimacy is the intimacy where you guys are just so completely comfortable around each other. I'll kiss him with morning breath or when we're having sex, I'll fart sometimes. I feel like it's just such a comfortable space that I have kind of created and he has kind of created and we have like this such comfortable dynamic and I love it so much. There's been times when I've cried during sex. There's been times when I've yelled, I've moaned from the deepest of my heart because it felt so good. And that's one thing I love about being long distance is it's always something new during that space where you, where you where you guys can't see each other. It just makes it more and more exciting. And I want to share some sex tips that I've learned so far. One sex tip is I've been staying very curious about my partner body. I think it's very important to stay curious about your partner's body. There's so so many pleasure points on the human body and there's so much to explore don't be afraid when you are sucking him touching the nipple head you like this caressing the thigh grabbing the balls don't be afraid to touch here touch there there's so many pleasure points and i feel like the part that makes sex so good is always remaining curious. When you're kissing the neck, don't be afraid to blow on it or lick this part of the neck, lick that part of the neck. Don't be afraid to bite the ear, lick the ear, and just see what is it that you like. I want to remain so open and curious to all there is about your body. I want to touch every area of your body and see what feels good, what doesn't feel good. He does the same to me where he'll touch this part or touch that part or touch this part. Also having that open communication in which we're just so comfortable around each other where we can be honest about what we want and what we like. That's also very important towards building the sets that you want and desire. And your partner matters a lot because, of course, creating a safe, a safe room cannot exist if your partner is not open to it. So that depends on your partner, really. But 
staying curious and open has been just so good to me when it comes down to sets also too because we are long distance a tip for long distance couples is don't 18 and older please it's only for 18 and older women if you are not 18 and older do not do this However, if you are 18 and older, a tip that I have is don't be afraid to send pictures. Don't be afraid to talk about how you want him to do you, how you want her to do you. Don't be afraid to talk about all the things that you're thinking about, all the things that you want done to your body. Like, do not be afraid to send those pictures. I've learned it comes down to keeping things spicy, sending pictures, and just keeping this field in which everything's like allowed. Like, I want you to do anything to me. I am open to everything. And also, too, like having that cute intimacy. I'm a sucker for aftercare and I'm a sucker for just those small intimate moments. We take showers together after we're done. We'll cuddle even while naked. I'll ask him, you know, this or that, or we'll just laugh. Like, it's just... Creating intimacy is so important to me and I love, love romance. Honestly, I love indulging in romance. I love sex. I love getting better at it. I love being authentic. I love the feeling of not feeling like you have to perform and that's a big one too. One thing I had to break out of when I was celibate was this need to perform. So now when I show up in my sets practice, I am being very authentic. I like to make the room cute, set some candles, maybe put some oils on him. Like just make things as romantic, as beautiful as you want them. And always remain curious and ask questions. You never know everything when it comes down to your partner. So when it comes down to the person that you're having sex with please please ask questions hey did you think I did a good job last night what can I work on and improve on and then also you know telling him what he can work on or her what she can work on and improve on those are very 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 important to creating a good good sex life I feel like nowadays the reason why women tend to not enjoy their sex is because a lot of us aren't being honest and a lot of us are being performative and trying to keep it in for the sake of not hurting someone's feelings. However, if you want to spend this lifetime, you know, having good sets and being so joyful in your sets practice, you have to give up that people pleaser role and that good girl role where you're trying to keep the peace. You're going to have to shake some shit up. You're going to have to learn how to hurt some feelings. You're going to have to learn how to say, hey, listen, I'm going to be so for real with you. I've never came. I never had an orgasm. And I really, really want to experience what that feels like. And I have yet to experience that. You have to learn how to be so completely honest because in the end of the day, this is the sets that you're, that you're having and it is your body and you deserve to feel so good and comforted and warm within your body 
And that's something that I've learned and something that I am really honing in and something that I would tell my sister when she's older and she's coming to me. Cause I know there'll be a day when my sister comes to me and she'll ask me this and that. And I want to tell her all these things that I tell you guys, because I know a lot of you guys look at me as a big sister. And honestly, I'm a big sister in real life. So that's kind of where I can pull from. So these are all things that I just cannot wait till I am 76. <laughs> I am 62 under my tree at my countryside home talking to young women and just telling them all these stories of my youth and telling them all these stories because that's really what it is. We're all creating stories every single day and all of these stories are stories that we'll tell our grandchildren, our children, our nieces, our nephews. These are all stories that will one day be passed down from generation to generation i i already know that there'll be one day where i'll be an ancestor to someone where i'll be guiding someone in the spiritual realm where someone will be taking my stories and passing them down and i want to start early i want this 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 is really what this podcast is it is a story portal so when you know, of course, years, 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 years. I'll be 100. You know, by the time when I leave this earth, I just have a legacy to pass on. There is something, a part of me that is always going to stick on this earth. And that is what has been so important to me. Legacy. What is the legacy that I want to leave behind? What is the memory of me that I want to leave behind? What is something that I want to leave on this earth? And that is a chain of wisdom. That is a portal of nothing but wisdoms and truths and knowledge. I feel like I come down this earth to spread wisdom and use my voice and spread truth. And that is what I want to leave behind on this earth is just truths and wisdom. Of course, I'll be 100, 500 by the time where I really start talking about that. But that has been my mind as of lately with me being freshly in the world for the first time. All of these questions, navigation, exploring, that has been so big for me. And I am coming to each experience with an open heart and with the heart that is just open to receiving. And yeah, that's where I've been. That's all the updates on me. Thank y'all so much for tuning in and listening. I'm going to end it here. I love y'all so, so much. Air hugs. I hope wherever you are, you're doing great. If you're not doing so great, I am sending prayers to you. I love you so much. Also, if you want to sign up for my one-on-one coaching, my link will be in the bio. So if you want to go ahead and sign up and work with me one-on-one, you always can. And yeah, I will see you guys in next podcast episode.